You're tuned in to The Keetra Show and listening to SOB, Style of Business, the podcast with your host, Keetra. We aim to highlight the ongoing trek of entrepreneurs and business owners from around the globe, featuring stories that recount their struggles, experiences, and inevitable road to success and self-fulfillment. Welcome to SOB. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in for another hot episode of SOB Style of Business. This is your host, Keetra. We in this week talking with my girl, Cha-Cha Mystique, who is a on-air radio personality, and she is the host of her own show called Live At on the Dematrix, I believe it's Dematrix Studios Network. Yes, Dematrix Studios Network. What up, everybody? How y'all doing? Cha-Cha Mystique in the building. In the building. From New York City. All right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm so glad to have you on. You're fired up. You got me fired up. And uh, I want to pick your brain about this industry and just to kind of get some more information. But first, let's start with your introduction or whatever you want to do as far as just kind of giving us a taste of who you are. And then we will roll forward from there. Okay. I'm cool with it. All right. All right. So I'm Cha-Cha Mystique. I've been on air personality for almost two years now. This is not something that I try to do on my own or always wanted to be. It kind of chose me. I guess I always had like this bubbly, outgoing personality, the type of uh, female that was always the life of the party and stuff like that. And it was suggested to me one day for me to actually, you know, my cousin, she was like, well, you should do radio or something because you be wild and like <laughs> mad funny and, and, and all of that, you know? Right. So I ignored it. I was like, yeah, maybe. And I still do it to the back of my mind. And I was working for New York City Housing Authority, and one of my co-workers had the opportunity to co-host the show and was asking me if I would like to co-host with her. So I'm like, hell yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'll do it, you know? Somebody, like I said, my cousin already was talking about actually doing radio, so me the opportunity. So I went and I had a meeting and everything with the, the, this guy, I forgot his name, but he at the end, by the end of the meeting he was like, Yo, you should have your own show. They be working on their on on this one particular show, and we'll try to shoot you to have your own show. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I was like, I was real leery about the situation because I'm real leery about fast talking people. He was talking a little bit too fast to me. <laughs> yeah. And then and then not only was he talking fast, he made he's a, the type of person that name drops and oh well I do this and I'm perfect at this and all of that. So what type of people you really be trying to stray away from because they full of crap. So I'm like, well, let me see the, the studio. You know, maybe I feel more comfortable moving forward if I go see where all this is going to be taking place. Right. So I goes, and, you know, I don't drive, so I take mass transit. I'm already on the train now. Compared to where I live and where the station was at originally, it was kind of deep. So I'm almost there. And he, I'm calling him, calling him, and he's not actually turning my phone calls, but I'm still being optimistic about it. So by the time I get to, like, almost the stop I'm supposed to get off, he finally picked up his phone and was like, oh, I'm in a meeting, I can't make this, I had an emergency somewhere else. I'm like, well, I'm already all the way over here. Yeah. So I was like, you know what, I'm only going to look at the station anyway. So I'll, you know, it's not like we're going to be having a big meeting about anything. So I could go take a look. I don't need all the people for that. So I go and I got to, and it was, it was nice. At first I was going to walk away, but then I didn't. I had to, I, I walked 
out the studio, then I, I had the bubble gut. So yes. I had to walk back in the studio. Now, mind you, my stomach was fine. <laughs> but I think that was like the heavenly divine telling me, where are you going? Like, why are you even leaving? Like, right. what's, yeah. what's going on with you? So I had the bubble gut. I took care of my situation. And then I was about to walk out again. And that's when, like, other hosts and everybody that had a show that they started walking in. And they was real friendly, you know. And I got to sit on two shows to see how, you know, they took the, their show. Because, mind you, I never did this before. I don't know what it takes Yeah, so now, and, and since you have this new platform, like you were saying, you were not only able to kind of visit those rap battles and things like that, but now you kind of bring them to your space, which is why I, like I was telling you earlier, I had a chance to check out several of your shows, and I really admire the fact that you guys, not only are you talking about music and what's hot within the area or the community, but you also kind of bring up a different variety of subjects and you guys are just kind of like you're direct and then everything is transparent and you just being you, you know? And so that's what I really, really like about that. And I noticed like, how do you guys come up with like on your recent episode, like even with like different controversial topics and things like that, do you decide like the day of, or do you have a a theme and things like that a week before? How do you come up with what you're going to talk about the day of the show? Well, honestly, it be free, we freestyle everything. I don't even write questions to ask the artist. And I know that sounds weird, but I, I tried that before, and it seemed so robotic. It was so, I don't know, it just didn't seem right. It didn't come natural. How I approach an artist, and even if I don't know them, because, you know, as I progress, it's still, I'm starting to interview people that I don't know, that their managers are just reaching out to me for them to be on their show. So I'll just Google the hell out of them and, you know, <laughs> and stalk, stalk, stalk their Instagram, stalk their Facebook. I stalk them till it's up to the show. So now I have an idea who they are or, like, if they had any insecurities or any yeah. projects or whatever it is. I already knew about it to the point where they didn't even have to send me their music because, you know, I like to show, unless they don't have no visuals already out on they don't even have to send me none of this stuff. They don't even have to send me the off from the flyer. Because sometimes when they be trying to send you stuff, it be so whack. Like, it be so dry. Like, nah, I like this better. I like, you know, I'm going to snatch that You're going to dig, yeah. Yeah, so then as far as the um, hot topics, 
how that came about was I had Piv Jones. I remember he was from Queensbridge. After he is open for Jay East. So I was oh, able to get him on my show, but he was late, which was when we was in the Gun Hill area, because we just moved the station in January. But when we was all the way in Gun Hill in the Bronx, a lot of people would get lost. So mm. he was late. So I'm nervous. I'm like, oh my God, what am I doing? We're not going to have a show. Like, we play his music in the background, and I'm sitting here losing it. This is the first time <laughs> somebody was late to the show. Like, yeah. what am I going to do? So there's like people who usually hang out at the station or whatever. So me and the person, Jig, which is now my co-host, but at the time, he was just there chilling. So I'm nervous. So then we started talking. He's giving me, that's when the fidget spinners were out. So he's giving me fidget spinners to calm me down because I'm really losing my whole entire. And we just started talking. And I think we were talking about Cardi B or something like that. Yeah. And I paused. I'm like, hold up. We need to be talking about this on the show then. And I was like, all right, turn the music off. Let's get on it. So we then we started the show. We started, we did hot topics. And it just stuck ever since. Like, it, and that was, became the format of the show. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah, because I know you guys get into a little bit of a comedy and <laughs> back and forth, too with your different viewpoints and opinions. So like, what do you enjoy most about being able to just to have a platform to where you can express your own viewpoint? Well, I think it gives me an amount of freedom that I never had in my whole entire life. And when I walk out of doing the show, I'm on such a high, like I want to do it again, you know, and again, and you don't realize because um, the new season just started. And it's the first time I took a break off the show for a month. It was the month of September. And, uh, no, was it? Yeah, the month of September. And when I came back the first week of October, it was like, oh, my God. It's like, you missed this something. I need to be doing this. Like, I eat, drink, sleep, lie that, whether it's at the station. Because there's more to it than just, the actual show is the preparation for the show. It's the answering emails every day. It's the getting in contact with managers or managers getting in contact with you and replying. It's the doing the homework on the artists when you don't know them. And then now it's like, yeah, I had legendary artists like Weather Nerd and I had dope people like that, but I, I want to keep that same thing. And it's like the more prominent person that you're trying to look for, the harder it is to yeah. So right now, I'm trying to master that. I'm trying to get connected with these managers. That's why it's important to go, be going to these events. A lot of people look at my social media and they see I take pictures and stuff like that. And they be like, oh, you there. You be everywhere and all of that. I was like, no, if you was there, you'd be lit. When I'm there, I'm sitting here, here <laughs> hustling conversation to see. Because you know you can't just walk up on anybody, especially if you don't know who they are. So I'm here hustling. I'm introducing myself. Yeah, I'm taking pictures with people but it's more to it than just taking a picture yeah. trust me if you told me to take a picture with somebody that you thought was lit it was a whole conversation and a half that involved that is the networking aspect you know the constant hustle that people yeah. don't understand and I, I see a lot of people that do have podcasts and they don't market it they don't go as how they think oh well how you do this and they some people come to me and ask me how I do this and I was like you gotta have your email and stalk people that's 90% of the job is the stalking part. Yeah. And it's not necessarily the artist, it's management. Because those are the, the key 
key people you need to get in touch with. Forget the artist. They don't do nothing without somebody telling them that they have to be somewhere or do something. So you need to figure out who's the one who's scheduling their events, scheduling their appointments. Those are people, the behind-the-scenes people, and they be just as tight-wided with their um, access, even more exclusive than the artists themselves sometimes. So and when you're preparing for the the new season, do you have like a certain sort of artist or a certain type of music you're going to be going for going into the fall and as we continue to 2019? Or what's your vision for the show going forward? Well, I want to get more artists and maybe some comedians. I want to be able to have, just like how I have the, the rappers come and do some bars, I want to be able to interview an artist and they do a painting while I'm interviewing them. Or have a comedian come through and do like a little skit or something during the show. I want to, because we've explored entrepreneurs, which they're always available. We explored artists. We did a few. I want to do more. R&B acts because it seems like R&B is making a comeback which I'm so happy it is <laughs> right? but I love the fact that R&B is coming back so so great everybody wanted to R&B now and I think that's so dope. so I think that moving forward I want to get more R&B acts to come and sing because I did some freestyles with R&B artists a little bit of R&B artists that I did have when they had to just come and you know do a few riffs over a hardcore beat or so I just want to bring more elements, more different artistry elements to the show. I was able, to, and more um, musicians who play instruments. I was only able to have like one real tour. His name, his name was Christopher Twiff. Shout out to Christopher Twiff. And we had, that was like one of my favorite shows that I ever done because he plays guitar, he raps, and he he's an artist. He does, um, he paints and he does like graphic design art type stuff. And the whole show was jam-packed. And if you get a chance, please, when you go to my YouTube, please check that out, Christopher Swift. And he had me singing Fuji's Killing Me Softly through B-Box. And then he did his song with his guitar. And it was just so jam-packed of different levels of and different genres of music. It became a classic show. So I want violinists. I want some pianists. I want other people that contribute to the world of entertainment and music to come out and show their stuff. A lot of radio shows don't showcase those type of talents. You know, yeah. we're too busy into the rappers and, and maybe the singers. And the singers don't even get that much love like how rappers do. So I just want to bring something different. I've met a few artists. Uh, Smokey Suarez, I got to uh, meet him. If you don't know who he is, he was on Paper Soldiers, Dame Dash movie. He did uh, a few other movies. Uh, he, uh, he did the other Dame Dash, the new one that just came out. I forgot the name of it right now, but, oh, Honor Up. And he has a residency in Harlem. I'm from Harlem. I live in Harlem. And he has a residency in one of these nightclubs in Harlem. And he is so funny. And I got to meet him at uh, Yvette not too long ago. Uh, God bless his head, Zip. Zip Code. He used to be an owner of Zip Code uh, Lounge, and I used to bartend them back in the day. So I went there, and they had like performances. And Smoke Suarez was one of the people who did some stand up, and I got to to speak to him. So like people like him and any other comedian, I'm, you know, I'm trying to bring that aspect part in it. I think it'll be dope. Yeah. No, you're definitely you're definitely doing your thing. I love the fact that you guys have a audio and a visual component. 
you know, because it's one thing when you're able to kind of hear like the podcast and the traditional radio. But then I noticed like uh, on the audio, it just kind of helps you to kind of get more in the in the setting. And to me, sometimes it's easier to follow because I noticed on one particular episode, you guys were I think you were talking about politics or something that happened in mainstream news. And like the facial expressions you were making, <laughs> it was uh, you and your co-host. But I could just tell you were kind of fed up with like, look, I'm not going to get into the actual subject. But I think you know which one I'm talking about. It was a couple of them. And you were just like, this is how I feel about it. And, you know, I don't care what anybody says. It's what it is. And I thought that was real cool that you were able to just kind of have your moment and then just be like, all right, this is what it is. I'm putting it out there. And then we're moving on in a discussion. So that's what I really, really enjoy is you guys have the audio and the visual component. Yeah, well, well, in this day and age, everything is visual. Everything. Even Ralph McDaniel said it best. Um, he, for those that don't know, he does video music box. He's been, and this year it's his 35th year anniversary. And video should be looked at another element to hip hop because it documents everything. And when you, that's why my, even down to my flyers of uh, video, that's why I be telling the managers, I'd rather have, the, unless they don't have a video for like a new single that they have out or something, then send me that MP3. But if they have videos, I want just the videos because we'd be, we'd be able to air their videos on the show everything is visual and it just it just seems for but it seems more relatable and and that's like i see that's like real popular as far as marketing is concerned audiences want to know who the people are exactly they yeah. want to see them they want to follow them what they're eating that's you know some people get mad like oh why i got to know what you're eating or <laughs> why i got to know this that and that but people especially if you are a figure people love it either they're gonna love it they're gonna love to hate it and talk about it yeah. either way that's exposure people who may not be in the business won't be able to relate to that they probably get frustrated over why she gotta show her kids every five seconds because there's a lot of people who want babies love looking at her baby and that's giving them a broader reach you know, and yeah. probably she'd be able to have some stuff coming out of it, like Pampers endorsements or something like that. But, you know, as far as business goes, everything needs to be visual. And I see that a lot. Everything is visual. Everything has to have a, and rappers do it all the time, too. A lot of my technique and how I think about it is how rappers confront their new projects. It's like me having an album every week. Okay, now this is the music video to the album. And as far as, like, my co-host, I like the fact that we disagree. I don't want somebody, it, it'll, it'll be boring. Yeah. If, if I, whether I'm saying something that you agree with or not, it'll be boring if you agree with me all the time. And I like our banter. That's one of the things that made me want to keep that part on the show because the fact that we go back and forth, not because he was agreeing with everything I was saying, it's boring when it's whack when you yeah. if I say something about Bill Cosby or Kanye West but then you you know what you write and I mean if I'm right tell me I'm right because you really feel like I'm right but if you disagree say that exactly. say why you disagree tell me you disagree maybe you teach me something that I probably didn't think about before or vice versa maybe you have a belief in something and now you're thinking about that situation in another way i think that you can't have yes people around you yeah. you gotta be around somebody who's gonna disagree with you and i appreciate that more yeah absolutely yeah and that's that's what i love i, I love and i appreciate that about you guys the show is that you just you state what it is from your viewpoint and then you move on and so in addition to the artist it adds a a different element to the show and then also changes the tone here and there too yeah sometimes like the, the, usually when the artists come in there 
on on our hot topics because he was early. Because <laughs> the artist was early, so we get to you know uh, share share the hot topics with the artist and get their perspective. You know, now at the same time, I gotta also look at it like this. Even though I'm not quote unquote classically trained to be a journalist or a broadcaster, I do have to keep in mind it's one thing for me and my co host to have that banter, but I can't have that same kind of thing with the guests. Yeah. I got to be more quiet or whatever as far as the professionalism goes because I noticed that with a lot of uh like Wendy Williams and a lot of people like uh, who may have difference of opinion, but at the same time, I can't really go all in with the artist because he's the guest. But I could do all that to Jay because that's my that's my brother on the show. That's the co-host, so we can say whatever we Ooh. want to each other, and we know we're gonna still have a drink afterwards. We're gonna <laughs> still chill, and there's gonna be no love lost. So you know, sometimes you gotta be careful and play with the politics of this business because it does have its politics. For the most part, I do keep it real, but it's sometimes the artist be saying some stuff, and I'll be ready to be like. <laughs> you know what? But I can't do that as in a professional world. I can't do that. Yeah, so, right. Like sometimes the people be whack and don't have a great bar. Yeah. I can't tell them they whack like that on the show. That's embarrassing. Right. Yeah. But I'm thinking it. I probably say something smart <laughs> on the next show to that effect. But you know, you still have to keep some level of professionalism when it comes to artists because they're sensitive. Yeah, I hear you, Cha Cha. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And thanks for sharing that. And so I'm, I'm curious, who are you listening to? Like, you have any any new music recommendations? New music recommendations? Yeah, who are you listening to? Then who I'm listening to is a lot of people. Cause <laughs> it's crazy. It's because that's all I do is listen to music. When managers send me music all the time. So, okay, what I would say is anything that's underground. Underground. Because a lot of stuff that's mainstream, that's where you have all your mumble rappers and stuff like that. I really hate when people be like, hip-hop is dead, because I be like, where are y'all like? I go to all these underground events, all these rap battles, and it's alive and thriving and doing so, so well. Yeah. Shout out to Lady Mac. She's a dope artist. Tonight is my show at between 8 and 9. I'm having Rosé Milan. She's another dope artist. Bars for days. Castle, as far as like mainstream, but not so mainstream, I would say you got to look into Casanova. Casanova. Manolo Rose. She's another good one. I like that. I get money. It's space money. That's, that's my joint right there. People, mainstream stuff is watered down. I think it's been whitewashed, and it plays into that stereo. It plays into many stereotypes, which is really not hip hop. And I get mad yeah. when people say, like I said before, that hip hop is that because it really, really isn't. It's thriving and it's doing so well. People really have bars. It's more people who are lyrically doing it than what mumble rappers. That's like a real small percent, and I yeah. think it's a real disrespect to hip hop when everybody bases it on what they hear on the radio on the mainstream yeah i mean i i hear you i think the grassroots movement is uh well underway especially when you when you talk about the underground part and i'm curious what what's your take on like streaming services like spotify when it comes to being able to promote something that's so underground that it's not mainstream well, it's all about budget. To me, you need it's all about budget because you need to have those campaigns running, whether it's on Instagram, even on YouTube. Unless you already have a large following on regular social media and then you want to have a Spotify account, that's fine. But even on Spotify, I think they do run campaigns on there. 
and you just need a budget to run those campaigns. I don't know what their campaigns look like, but I know on Instagram, you can run a small campaign for like $5. I mean, you'll get a better reach than what you already have, but the more you put into it, the better. People should, I don't know the, how they run their campaigns on Spotify, but if they have something similar like Instagram, you need to be having a budget, I guess, like $100, uh, not even, like $40 a week or something, and just put that towards your campaign so you can get a, a better reach. Another one is Facebook. People sleeping on Facebook. I kind of slept on Facebook, but what I noticed about Facebook, you do have a broader reach. Because you have your groups. And yeah. then not only do you have your groups, when you tag somebody, they people see it too. So you can have a project and you can tag everybody that's a part of that project and then all their audience see it. Then you like you can have your Facebook pages and all these different things, all these different, when you tag somebody or hashtag it, it's more visible. So Facebook is good with that instead of Instagram, but Instagram has better deals with campaigns. So, you know, you have to like do your homework and see which one works for you, you know, and just try to and try to use as much outlets as you can. Like right now, I still don't know how to finesse Twitter like how I would like to, but yeah. I think I, I really need to get on that, that ball. That's the only one that I'm really not using. Yeah, it's so many of them. Yeah, so many. You, you have to kind of pick and choose. But yeah, I definitely agree with you on Facebook for sure. Yeah, and Facebook is getting to the videos, too, as far as, like, they have the um, Watch Now and all of that. And you could probably make money from advertisement like how they do on YouTube now. So it's a lot of different aspects. It's just all about doing your homework about it and running them campaigns. Spotify, like I said, you can have uh, a campaign with Spotify where your music get put to the forefront and then share it all through your social media. I mean, some people call it spam, but I, I call it going hard. <laughs> yeah, but, there you, you go. Know, even though it is, but make sure in between the spamming, you show showing what you have for breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Or do like a funny video, talk, or inspirational video telling everybody to get their crap together. Yeah. Do something funny or something else in between the spamming, but once you, when you in your spam mode, go hard. <laughs> exactly. Love that. All right, Cha-Cha, before we wrap up, a couple more questions. What inspires you? And then also, Give us some advice for an aspiring radio show host or podcast host or anybody looking to do broadcast and audio. Well, what inspires me is the fact that I know what it is to be broke and not knowing what I want to do or whatever and having to raise four sons. I'm a mother of four sons. So I've done a lot of crazy things and good things, but I never seen my kids more prouder than me when they, cause I took them to the station before and they lit up. They was proud as I finally was proud of something that I was doing. And what also inspires me too, when I see BT or CNN or VH1 and they be having hosts that mad dry and I be like, I have to do that. Like, why they don't, you know, <laughs> right. I need to be up there. This this reunion or whatever is mad boring. Like, I don't like the way she holds or I don't like the way he holds. I need to go hard so I could be there. I could see myself there. So shout out to everybody who's on those major networks that's really doing it. Y'all, y'all do inspire me to even go harder because y'all can be dry as hell sometimes. But <laughs> anyway, and to the up-and-coming podcasters, I know there's a, a saying in there that, oh, well, everybody and their mother got a podcast or whatever it is. But everybody and their mother ain't you. Yeah. And maybe you need to, you got something, element or know-how or whatever that could change 
change the game dramatically and just keep going for it. If you wake up every day and you don't think of nothing else to do but answer them emails or do everything that's pertaining to your show, then that's what you're supposed to be doing. And don't let nobody else take you away from that. Perfect. I love that. And that's why I always say love what you're doing, love the show. Cha-cha, before we wrap up, let us know where we can find you online, where we can get more information and be able to check out your show live at. Yes. So I'm Cha-Cha <laughs> Mystique. On Instagram is C-H-A underscore C-H-A underscore Mystique. And you can catch me every Wednesday, 8 to 9 p.m. You catch me tonight, thematrixstudios.com. Thematrix Studios, D-A-M-A-T-R-I-X Studios, S-T-U-D-I-O. OS.com and it airs live and then you can go to my YouTube, look at Cha Cha Mystique and the same spelling without the underscore, you can catch up on all, you can binge watch my interviews and wait for the new ones or you can go to my Instagram, click the link in bio, I'm on Facebook as well, just put Cha Cha Mystique in the search bar and you'll find me and yeah, hit me up, holla at me, all you artists out there looking for some exposure or need an interview, come holla at me. I got it for you. We're going to make big things happen. And I want to thank you for having me on your show. This was so great. And and I love talking to you about it. And I hope I can be able to do it again somehow. Absolutely, child. Yeah, we'll definitely be pulling for you and, and look forward to having you back on. So you enjoy your day and we'll talk to you soon. All right, bye, y'all. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us here on SOB. We hope this episode has been resourceful. If you'd like to check out the latest articles or follow Keetra's website updates, just log on to Keetra.com or follow her on Twitter at K-E-E-T-R-I-A.